right. Hello, 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 everybody. My name is Sia Knight, and welcome to Lessons in Savvy Living. This is a podcast designed to help women connect. Um, we want to learn, we want to support, we want to inspire. Uh, this particular episode, we are filming during the COVID-19 crisis. And I said, listen, I want to have an opportunity to have a vehicle in which women can connect with each other. And there are a number of different topics that I wanted to touch upon. And my guest today is here to talk about a very interesting topic that many of you might be familiar with. So the first thing I will ask, Kate Vogel, tell me three things that people should know about you. Yes. Well, thank you for having me. First of all, I'm really happy to be here. And I think it's great that you're doing this and looking at some of the topics that you were kind of reaching out about. There, You've got so many interesting topics. So I'm looking forward to listening to the other episodes when they come out. Um, but yeah, so my name is Kate. Um, Three things that you should know about me. Um, I'm a mom and a stepmom. Um, I've actually heard people say before they're a mom in love and a mom in blood. So I'm a, I'm a mom in love to two stepchildren who are 12 and nine. And I'm a mom in blood to my son who's going to be three in June. So he was born just a couple weeks after my 40th birthday, which we're going to be, it's part of why I'm here. We'll be talking yes. about that in a little bit. But, um, <laughs> I, uh, I worked in corporate health and fitness in, in the corporate, corporate health and fitness industry for over 15 years. So that was basically um, the, the main chunk of my career was working there as a program manager at a couple of different um, corporate wellness sites. So we provided um, all types of health and wellness programming to the employees on sites uh, as part of their benefits. They got these really great benefits, um, on-site fitness centers all kinds of um, health and wellness programs that we did for them. Um, so people that work there really made out because they got a lot of great stuff. But um, so I worked there for the majority of my career and, um, and really just left when I was pregnant with my son. I decided that I was going to transition into being a stay-at-home mom. So I've been a stay-at-home mom since then and also working on my business. Um, and, you know, without that experience of, of becoming a mom later in life, I probably wouldn't be where I am today, which is working as a certified health coach and a certified pre and postnatal fitness coach. Um, and I primarily work with other women who are 40 and older, who are new or newish moms, um, helping them really find acceptance and happiness with their postpartum bodies. Um, and really themselves in general, um, through healthy habits like movement and exercise and mindful nutrition and self-care, which self-care is, is a big one that kind of pulls all of that together. Um, so yeah, so here we are. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And you have really provided a great segue because today's topic is really, it's women who give birth at age 40 and above. And since you yeah. you work that type of um, with that population in your business and you have a personal experience, what is your story around becoming a mom at over 40? Tell us about it. Yeah. Well, it wasn't my plan. <laughs> I didn't set out for that in, in, in the original plan. Um, but things rarely work out how you plan them to, right? Um, 
I didn't end up meeting my husband until later in life. I actually didn't meet him, I think, uh, until I was 36. Um, of course, earlier in my life, I thought, you know, 25 or 30, I was going to be married. I was going to, you know, have two or three kids and everything would be great. And didn't work out that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I ended up, you know, meeting him later in life. We ended up, he had a previous marriage. So that's, he has got um, two kids from his previous marriage. And I kind of just thought like, you know, I don't, I don't know if it's in the cards for me to, to become a mom. Um, but, you know, I've got my husband, I've got these two great step kids. So if, you know, it doesn't happen for me, I've kind of already got this little family that come together. So we kind of just took this, like, um, if it happens, it happens kind of approach. Um, and then it ended up happening when I was 39. Um, so I got pregnant um, when I was 39. And then came the, you know, all the labels of um, mm-hmm. advanced maternal age, right. geriatric pregnancy. And I was like, oh, God, <laughs> making me feel so old, you know? Um, and there's, you know, such an abundance of caution and monitoring through pregnancy when you are really, I think um, they go 35 mm-hmm. and older is when they, you know, really start to put in all those extra precautions just to make sure just because of risk factors that come along, um, you know, as you get older and, and then you have the baby and it's almost like, like crickets, right? You know, you get all this care and support and guidance throughout your pregnancy. And then it's like, you have the baby and they sort of just like send you on your way. And for me, I had an unplanned C-section. So obviously it wasn't planned. So I was not preparing for that. And it was a lot more challenging. Recovery was a lot more challenging than I was expecting. Obviously I didn't have anything to compare it to, but I know I've talked to a lot of other moms who have actually had children younger and then also then had children in their forties. And they say that the difference in recovery and, you know, just what happens is Mm. vastly different from your twenties and thirties than it is in your forties. I can imagine. Um, Oh my goodness. I had three years between my kids and I thought, Oh my goodness. And it, and I wasn't in my forties, but yeah, absolutely. I can imagine someone in their twenties or thirties versus my 40 year old self is a little bit different. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, not even, um, not even thinking about pregnancy, but just in general, once, you know, our bodies start to get a little bit older, um, you know, things start to happen. Mm-hmm. Yes, Lord, <laughs> they sure do. Things get a little bit harder. So, <laughs> you know, throw in a pregnancy. Yeah, right. Throw in a pregnancy, throw in a C-section, which is basically a major surgery that you're undergoing. And, you know, it can, it can be very challenging you know, physically and mentally to, to kind of get through that, which is kind of what I experienced a little bit too. Um, and so really what I, what I experienced and part of what led me to, you know, working with women over 40 is that, like I kind of said that, you know, you get, you get all of that support and the care and the guidance through the pregnancy, and then you get to postpartum. And, um, some people call it the fourth trimester and you're sort of left to your own devices, right. To kind of figure out where you should go from there. I mean, you know, we have that six week checkup appointment Mm -hmm. where they basically say, you're good to go. See you later, you know? Right. Um, and then it's sort of, sort of up to you as a woman to figure out, you know, what, where do I go next? If, you know, if I have specific goals, what, what kind of exercise is safe? What shouldn't I do? 
are there, did I have any problems that came up in my pregnancy that are going to affect, you know, what kind of exercise I can do? Um, and it's, it can be confusing, you know, there's a lot of information out there. Um, and it can be confusing trying to figure out, you know, what pertains to you? Uh, how was I affected? Do I have symptoms of, you know, pelvic floor issues that, mm -hmm. that I don't know about? All kinds of things that come up that we really, I feel, don't have. It's getting better now, but um, I just feel like that, that guidance and the support just isn't there as much as it should be. There's a gap there. Um, yeah, so... That's really, that's really tough because if you think about life and you think about being in a cohort group and you think about those of us who went to high school and then you go to college and then in the early 20s, you get people who are starting to have kids and you're starting to have to go to all these showers and then in the 30s yeah. and the people are having their second kids. And I have a, a friend, one of my best friends had a child when she was in her late 30s and my kids were about almost 10 years old. So it's not that I didn't want to be there for her, but it was kind of like, I don't remember anything about, you know, that exactly. I don't know. Exactly. So I can exactly. imagine. That's what I was going to say. There's, you're kind of like, it's almost like you feel stuck in the middle because same thing with me, all my friends, their kids were elementary school, middle school. And I'm, you know, trying to complain to them about, you know, being up three and four times in the middle of the, in the night. And they're like, Oh I don't really remember that. That was 10 years ago, you know, <laughs> oh, you'll get through it kind of thing. But they don't, you know, they can't really relate at that point. Mm -hmm. And then on the other side of that, when you, you do find moms who have babies around your same age, they can be 10 plus years younger than you. And just kind of on a personal level, you can't really relate to them as well because they're not, you know, in that same stage as you. So it's like, it's tough to be stuck in the middle of all of that. And I've actually had some moms, um, I run a free Facebook group. So I talk a lot with, with other moms who are over 40 and, um, I've actually had some of them tell me that they've been mistaken for their child's grandmother oh, when Lord. they've been out places. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know. Right. That's, un that's a unique <laughs> experience. I bet. Yeah. So, yeah. And I mean, it can be different. That can give you a blow to your confidence, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah, it can be challenging. So that that is a tough thing to to think about. Again, I think about these cohorts. We had had people who I knew who had children almost, as teenagers or very very young. And now now that we're in quarantine, I'm on social media a lot more now, and I see people yeah. like, "Oh, my yeah. grandbaby!" I'm like, "Grandchild? Wait a minute! <laughs> You're my age." <laughs> grandchild <laughs> and it just depends on the way life kind of shakes out for you um, and I can yeah. imagine yeah. Kate when you're talking with moms who are over 40 are you primarily talking about uh, first-time moms over 40 or because I think that makes a difference as well yeah yeah that's actually an interesting question because I actually have all different types of moms in my group ones that had their first child when they were in their 20s mm -hmm. and then you know for whatever life circumstances maybe they've um you know had dynamics change in their families and they're starting kind of starting over with the second family um so they have 20 year old children and mm -hmm. then a two-year-old um, yes. i also have moms who have 
five and six children. The oldest can be 17 or 18 and the youngest is, is three. Um, and then I also have moms like myself who, for whatever reason, circumstances in life, didn't have their first child until they were in, in their 40s. So kind of runs the gamut. I, I have experiences from, with all of them. So Wow. That, and, and it's really interesting. Yeah, it, it is. I, I can imagine. I, I also had a friend who <laughs> um, <laughs> thought that she was, at, she thought she was seriously ill <laughs> because she was like, oh no, I'm having these problems and my, I've got these gastrointestinal. <laughs> and so we just knew this. I, we were, I was just like praying for, I knew she was yeah. a goner. Oh my goodness. Go to the doc and she's pregnant. <laughs> and so surprise, but it, I mean, surprise. What, what happened was she had infertility issues with mm -hmm. her older two children never thought that she would have another baby and now she was having a baby at 40. So that is a, a yeah, particular yeah. niche that I, I, I bet mm -hmm. people really lean on you for support and for help people, women yeah. in that group. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a unique position to be in to, to kind of feel like you don't have someone that really can understand what you're going through you know, cause it is such a unique situation and yes, a lot of, um, a lot of aspects of pregnancy and, and postpartum are kind of general across the population. Right. But, but there's just some things about, about it happening later in life, you know, whether it's you, you focused on your career for the first part of your life or like me, I it just sort of ended up happening that way. And and I think another aspect that comes into it for women that are older is, is that they've had that much longer to kind of establish themselves and their identities and, you know, kind of have this sense of independence, right? Even though they may be, you know, have a relationship, have a partner, but, you know, until you have kids, you, you know, you don't realize just how independent <laughs> you're able to be when you don't have children. Um, so, you know, you've had that much longer to kind of get into this life and have this identity, whether your identity, you identify through your job or, or other personal things that, and then, you know, all of a sudden you're becoming this mom and it's like, you have to make this major shift to, okay, who am I now? I, I knew myself as this person for so many years of my life, and now I'm this new person. Wow. Um, and just kind of trying to figure out, you know, how it's going to work and, and who you're going to be now, you know? That's interesting. Yeah, that's a, something to think about because you're kind of set in your ways. You've had 40 years of being whoever you are and doing what yeah. you want to do and not mm -hmm. being, um, having to surrender to this little being. And everyone who's a mom knows that that's what you have to do. You, you, you cannot exactly. make this child do what you want them to do as, as an infant. <laughs> You're like, no matter how hard you try. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and, it's interesting to think about that, but another flip side of that, I wonder, Kate, have you found that um, older moms are more patient with their children or they can take time to appreciate their children more, or maybe they're just more tired? I don't know. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> hmm, yeah, that's a good question. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, I think it depends on the circumstance, but um, 
I think in some ways, yes, the, the ability to have more patience is there just because, um, you know, I think especially for those moms who may have more than one child, um, that they've kind of had that experience, especially if they have older children and then they're starting over, it's almost like they have a new appreciation for it. Um, you know, depending on what the circumstances are. So they kind of might be able to go into it, you know, myself, it was, it was my first son, so, or my first child. And so I still kind of had those thoughts of, um, I don't know what I'm doing, you know, kind of being a little maybe over the top and a little too over, overprotective. But um, for some of the other women I talked to who kind of already went through that with some of their older children. So this time around, they're really just able to enjoy it, yes. um, you know, enjoy all the moments with them and just sort of let some of the other things kind of roll off their back because they've been through it and they know that, you know, and for some people who, like you said, who maybe have had problems getting pregnant mm -hmm. and now it's happening for them, they're really able to just appreciate it and be thankful you know, for the fact that they were able to have a child, um, and just, and just really be able to appreciate them, I think. So. Mm -hmm. Sounds great. Yeah. There's something to yeah. think about because there are different aspects of it. When we talk about mm -hmm. people, women who have children over 40, there are many different circumstances that, mm -hmm. and it's yeah. interesting that you can think about the full gamut of that. So. Yeah. What is, what would you say is the biggest lesson that you've learned? by becoming a mom hmm. at 40? Let's see, only one. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can share several. That's fine. I have many. <laughs> but I think one of the things that comes up a lot with the women that I work with, um, because, you know, we talk a lot about health and fitness, obviously, that's, that's what I help them with. And um, I think we talk a lot about our bodies and feeling confident in our bodies um, and maybe struggling with feeling confident in our bodies. Um, and as much as we can talk about, okay, this is what you have, this is the exercise that you have to do. You have to do this, this, and this, and this is what you have to eat so that you can look this way and feel this way and you need to sleep, blah, 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 blah. But I think before you can even get to that point, which I think a lot of people focus on that. Okay. This is, you know, I, I need to lose this 20 pounds of baby weight so I can feel like I look like myself again and, and feel good again. Um, so I need to do this exercise and I need to, you know, eat this and this and this. But before that, I think really comes the aspect of self-care. And I think this run, you know, is, is relevant to any mom at any age and really any woman at any age. Um, but in particular for moms, I think because we have a tendency to put our focus on everyone else, our kids, our families, our partners, and, and a lot of times we put ourselves on the back burner mm -hmm. and, you know, we, we don't prioritize ourselves or think that it's important for us to prioritize ourselves. And I think that's kind of the, the first piece before we can think about, you know, types of workouts we need to be doing and, and what diet I'm going to go on and, you know, all, all those kinds of things. I think it's really important to kind of get that mindset piece and really 
you know, for yourself, learn the importance of making yourself a priority because in the long run, if you're not taking care of yourself, if you're not putting yourself first and, and doing things that not only that you enjoy, but, you know, recharge your batteries and um, kind of emotionally fill you up, you're not going to be able to show up for your family and for your kids the way you want to. Right. Right. So, um, so I think that's such a huge piece that, that often gets overlooked because we are, we feel this obligation to take care of everyone else first, make sure everyone else is fed first, make sure everyone else is happy, especially now. Um, you know, I, I, we don't know what the circumstances are going to be maybe when this episode comes out, but at this point, we're all at home. Yes. We have everyone at home here. And I think as moms, we kind of feel this obligation to keep everything running. Um, you know, we're probably homeschooling kids. So we're, you know, the teacher, we're the chef, we're the entertainment, you know, um, and we Reparate. feel like we have to, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We have to do all of these things. And we end up at the bottom of that list of things to do where um, we really should be one of those top priorities. Sounds, it sounds wonderful. And it sounds very familiar. I've, I've interviewed about a dozen women so far, and it sounds very similar. The theme keeps weaving throughout. It's kind yeah. of us taking care of ourselves. Yeah. And it's, and it's kind of funny because like you said, you've been hearing that theme and we talk about it a lot, but a lot of women still aren't taking action on that. Right. And mm -hmm. you know, you, you can't really, it's hard to change some, someone's mind. It's hard to, to try to convince them. Right. Cause it's really w comes from within themselves. They kind of have to find that confidence within themselves so that they can see that it is important for them to take care of themselves. Um, so it's interesting because I think it is a more of a topic lately. I think self-care is becoming, you know, kind of more of a, a, a hot topic lately. And a lot of times we think of it as, oh, you know, it's taking bubble baths and mm -hmm. getting massage. And, and especially for new moms, they're like, yeah, right. Why not, you know, Right. <laughs> I'm not going to have time to get a massage, exactly. um, but it could be something as easy as, you know, having a half an hour in your room where there aren't any children, you know, mm. um, Ooh, let's have a moment of silence for that. Hold on. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I know right now you're like, when, where am I going to go that I, <laughs> I can mm -hmm. <laughs> be away from them for a couple of minutes? But, um, but yeah, it could be something as simple as that. And, um, I think it's just such an important thing for moms to realize um, that, that it's so needed for them. Right. Absolutely. So, wow, Kate, you've really shared some great information and advice for, mm -hmm. for the moms that are listening and the moms mm -hmm. that you work with. Now, give me an example yeah. of kind of who might contact you and, and work with you. Um, just, I guess if you have, if you're a mom who had a baby over 40, but maybe it's more nuanced than that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, a lot of the moms that come to me, 
honestly, one of one of the the main motivators is that they're they're not feeling happy and content in their bodies and with their bodies. So um, you know, they have this postpartum body, and it doesn't look like it did ten years ago. Um, you know, they fall into this comparison trap of looking at other women who maybe have lost all their baby weight and they're thinking, you know, what am I doing wrong? Why, why isn't the weight coming off? And they just really feel this sense of, um, of unhappiness really, not only with how their body looks, but how they feel in their body. They're not feeling confident in their body. They're not feeling motivated really to, you know, start exercising or start eating better because either they feel that they don't have the time um, or they're not making the time. Um, They don't know what they should do. They don't know the, the first steps to take. They don't know, you know, where they should even start with exercise. Um, so they come to work with me to, kind of figure all of that out. Um, and we work on all of those aspects. So it's not just a workout program. It's not just um, talking about eating more vegetables and, you know, um, changing up your, your eating habits, but it's kind of the overall uh, physical, emotional and, and mental health aspects. And like I said, a lot of that is the mindset and self-care and making that a priority. And then you can get to the point where you're motivated to add in those other healthy habits like movement on a daily basis and mindful eating, mindful nutrition, um, and taking care of yourself. So, so one step at a time, one step that's, and I talk about that all the time in my group is, you know, it's as frustrating as it can be, it's baby steps Mm. and it's not going to happen overnight, but, that's really one of the keys to sustaining your lifestyle changes is doing it baby steps, one step at a time, and really allowing those steps to become part of your lifestyle. And then that way, it's going to be much easier to sustain that in the long run. Wow. Okay. Wonderful. Well, where can people find you, Kate, if they're looking for you online? Yes couple different places. So Facebook and Instagram, I'm on both of those at health coaching by Kate. Those are pretty easy. Um, I also have a free Facebook group. Um, and that's called postpartum wellness for new moms over 40. So you can find me there as well. And then of course my website is health coaching by Kate. So pretty easy <laughs> to remember. They all basically have that same name on there. So yeah, you can find me at any of those places. Good. Solid branding, Kate. Wonderful. Yeah. So, <laughs> so what I'll do is I'll make sure that the links are available in the show notes. And Perfect. if somebody's, if someone comes looking for you, they'll be able to find you easily. So yes, that would great. be great. Great. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. You've given me a lots of information um, that I wish I'd had when I <laughs> first had my kids. Um, yeah. Right. But, you know, I'm glad that you're out there providing that service to women because, you know, all we have are ourselves and each other, really, because um, we come to realize that in this time, as we're taping this, we're in the middle of the COVID crisis, so Mm -hmm. that we are now 
helping each other in ways that we had never done before. So I think that's a very important thing to to kind of continue. Yeah. And if there's one, if there's a positive thing that we can kind of take out of the situation that we're in, I think is that we are seeing more connections this way and, and having social media and being, being able to connect with people this way where, you know, 20 years ago, a mom who, um, or a woman who had a baby at 40 probably would never be able to find another mom who had a baby Uh at 40 because there wasn't any internet. There were no Facebook groups, you know, There, there was no Instagram. So I think that's, that's a great thing about the time that we have now. And one of the positives that we can take away from this whole crazy situation that we're in right now is that we are able to connect and, and find other people like us who we can connect with and, and, you know, support each other. So. Awesome. Wonderful. So thank you so much for being my guest for this episode, everybody. That's it for this episode of Lessons in Savvy Living. Until next time, stay savvy. Bye.